all right y'all listen up my dear my dear diff- difficulters um <laughs> God, don't say that. I'm, I'm having a pop-up it's a day after this episode comes out so this is point no, this is day pointless before. no it's the day after the mean? pop-up is a day before i literally said comes. you're hearing this a day after my pop-up oh, that's what no, i said you, oh. you want to listen to All me right. we have a podcast together <laughs> um i'm having my i'm having my first pop-up um on thursday i'm really excited i've been like talking about it with with my guy for a long time and he's finally letting me do it i'm uh writing out this really big banner scripture writing passage thing where i'm just gonna write um big thing about myself and i'm just gonna hang it on the wall and i'm gonna hope that a lot of people come so if you live in orlando even though the event has already passed I think that you should come and you should you should hang out. No, this is actually a big thing to have your first ever pop up and sell your poetry books. Also, today when we're recording, it's World Poetry Day. So happy yeah. World Poetry Day to I, my favorite writer. Uh, that's not me. No, it's not. Anyways, welcome back to our podcast, our podcast Difficultish. It's about different South Asian narratives. And my name is Mashnoon. I'm Hua. And today we are talking about what the hell are we talking about today? We're talking about POCs in the workplace or the lack of diversity, diversity, race, culture in the workplace. The two of us have pretty different experiences with what our work lives and careers have been. So two very different perspectives that we have about it. Yeah, and also a lot of you guys responded to our prompt when we asked you because I guess you're dealing with a lot of racism and microaggressions and different feelings in the workplace so i guess this resonates with a lot of you and also we had a lot of listens on our moving out episode so we just want to thank you because i guess you you guys really related with that yeah and so thank you for joining in yeah we are excited to get back to normal i know we had a little guest last week mm-hmm. but i hope you enjoyed yeah let us know how you guys like the guest episode all of the guest episodes that we've been doing, what topics you want to hear. I, I assume that we have like a fair amount of new listeners that we get like every so often. So if you're new, give us a five. Um, let us know <laughs> what you like to hear. And yes, yeah, so, okay, so so let's continue. Um, so yeah, for, th- for this episode, we're just kind of going to talk about, um, you know, we'll, we'll start with the two of our experiences that we've had, you know, one from younger, one from, you know, present day um and we'll just kind of yap away about that i have a lot to say because i was in like one environment growing up and now i'm in a completely different environment and like the the changes and the effects are are evident for me um and then after that we'll go through some of the prompts that you guys said you guys said a bunch i don't know what's going on with (laughs) y'all i hope y'all good it's like you guys are literally ready to just dump your thoughts on us and we love it but it's also like you're waiting for our episode okay this is me putting ourselves on such a high pedestal even though it's not like that it's like you guys are waiting for our episode every they're on like the edge of their seat <laughs> waiting for our episode so they can literally just complain and dump their thoughts we love it yeah. but you know something that's really interesting a lot of people come at me because i always bring up race but it's so true like race is such a big aspect of our lives and it's kind of a shame that people don't think that it's important like the other day i had a youtube video that i posted and i talked about how i specifically wanted to move to an area that had a lot of culture and brown people because i love seeing people that are like me i get motivated and i feel at home when i see people that are like me and someone commented and they were like oh psa you shouldn't say that you like only seeing brown people because we are all the same ah. and that is like ah. discriminating against people that aren't brown. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, obviously, I'm going to feel more at home and relate to more people that are like me. Obviously, I'm not going to relate to people that have not had the same exact experiences as me, you know? And it's like so many people get insulted when I bring up race and that I feel more comfortable with being brown and all of my issues with being brown. When it's really such a big part of my identity, you know, and it's that's why I wanted to bring it up because like being brown in the workspace is such a big part of you and people that are diminishing your your experience just won't get it. The girls that get it, get it. Uh, do you know the girlies that don't don't. Do you know what the, I'm going to butcher the name, but it's like it's called like the Rorschach test where it's like the ink block tech, the ink blot 
um test where it's like mm-hmm. you have do you know what i'm talking about like you, no. you've probably seen it in like in like a psychology class that you've taken where it's i've like, seen the ink blot test yeah the the actual name is like a roche roche oh, yeah. test. um i think it's crazy because i forgot i don't know if i was listening to something or or whatever but it's crazy how like you know if you show that same if you show like one ink blot test to like four different people you're probably going to get four different answers you know it's and they're probably going to be four completely different answers that have no relation to each other and that kind of shows that like everybody has their own reference reference point when they Mm -hmm. come across something opinionated so when like when someone comes across a post saying oh i want to live in a place with culture you know one reference point is you know your own where you're saying yeah you know being a lot of, being around a lot of white people kind of diminishes that that cultural aspect to you and that's right. that's your fact then somebody on the complete other end is taking that as like hate speech and like discrimination and it's like oh like mm-hmm. you don't like da 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 you're 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 this you're that and then another reference point is like being completely unaware that like that's even kind of like a hot commodity like that's like a hot topic like that's something that concerns people some people are just so unaware about the importance and value of having culture around you and that's how i feel like a lot of the people that i work with are, are kind of at you know they're not like they don't see where i'm coming from but they also like recognize that it probably is something that is actually affecting me i'm not just saying it for fun you know so yeah. um but i i think it's interesting because all of us are all we have so many layers to us so for us our skin color is a big part of us our culture is a big part of us our gender for me specifically a woman is a big part of me but for white people they also have their layers you know they can be a different um gender they can also have a sexual orientation that may not be straight so it's like they also have their layers but it's so important to also emphasize that ours is important and that it plays a part a very big part in the workplace and yeah, I just wish more people understood that it's a big issue and it's like, we're not bringing it up just because we want to complain, you know? We are allowed to have our own, like, spotlight with this. It's not like things like this don't exist anymore. I mean, like, obviously, like, white people have their own kind of, like, whatever the word is, like, concerns or, like, things to kind right. of, like, whatever. But it's still, like, I just feel like for POCs, it's just a lot deeper and there's just so much more to it. It's like for like, you know, like South Asian dishes have like 20 different ingredients to it. You know, you have like right. the mustard oil, you have the turmeric, the cardamom, the cumin, the garam Oh, like I love the little, all that. little comparison and then like you're doing. All, white people, you know, they have some some salt and pepper. Maybe a little a garlic bit. powder, onion powder here. Uh, and that's all they got, not, you know, like so. All right, that's not completely true. Sometimes they got. But the you get what I'm it. saying. Like for POCs, it's just like so much more that like the white people don't even understand. Like, and right. you know, I like so like right now, I'll just kind of skip through it. Um, right now, like I work with, I work in an office. In my office, there are three separate departments for the same company. In my department, I am um one of two colored people um the other girl is dominican and there's about i don't know like eight nine white people or something um and and they're all cool people like they're all really really dope people really great people and i've know i i know i've shared all this with you and you know before i started working with them i didn't really think about it any sort of way i was like cool like they're just people whatever da 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 but I've really started affect. I've really started feeling the negative effects of being around so many just like uncultured people. When I say uncultured, I'm talking about like not well versed in in my culture, you know, and and not even like the not even like the brown stuff. Just like the 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 lifestyle, just like the the lingo mm-hmm. or or the way that I move, the way I like style myself, the things I like to do, and um, I've really started feeling like the negative effects from that. And it's crazy how like. I can't really share these things with the people around me because again, like they don't understand how many layers to it there are. You know, my coworker would be like, Oh, like, yeah, same. Like I grew up in Chicago and it's so weird growing up being in Florida now. Like I totally get what you're saying. And it's like, no, you don't get what I'm saying. Like, even though you have your own thing, it's, it has nothing to do with what I'm struggling with 
right now so so like what is it that you're struggling with that they won't understand i think okay so i mean i i won't get super into it but you know I, i've i've talked about this a lot on the pod but growing up um i grew up with one particular like niche of people it was you know low income um south asian like black like west mm-hmm. indie hispanic population right where everybody was just kind of the same person you know everybody moved the same and it was very different than this kind of like well-off white like american corporate office type of person very different and i was around that for 19 years and it's just you know i feel like those years between like 13 to 18 are like your formative years it's like what happens to you during those times obviously this doesn't relate to everybody but like for me what happened to me at that age i will forever be that person you know just just the way that i just the way that i think the way that i operate the way that i move what i was doing at that age that's that's how i'm gonna be forever and it's just been hard trying to find those people that i was around between 13 to 18 in like this new like life that i'm living in and you know it'll just be things like you know i i'm i love like i love working like i love hustling like i like you know like i don't ever waste time like i i don't watch no i don't watch no the sopranos (laughs) i don't want (laughs) hillary duff hillary duff the office I don't watch these what? things. What is that? You That's know, not a thing. Like, you know, literally... Um, what is Hillary Duff The Office? No, Hillary Duff The TV. I mean, not Hillary Duff. Lizzie McGuire. What's that one? Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> you watch Lizzie McGuire? We get it. We don't watch it. We get Did it. Did you watch Lizzie McGuire? You look like Lizzie McGuire. Not really. Anyways. I played the computer game. So I was talking to one of my, you know, white coworkers, and I was asking what his taste in music was. And he was like, oh, like, I'll pull up, like, my top five on Spotify right now. Like, you know, I'm sure you can name one of them. And I looked at his top five. I didn't know any of them. And he named one person. And this man's jaw dropped when I told him I didn't know who he was. He was, like, running around the aisle. Bashroom doesn't know who Bob da-da-da is. Bob Dylan? Something. I don't know. And, and yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. It's just, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, one, per- I'm one type of person. And that type of person is nowhere to be found here and for the longest time i was like whatever it's cool but now it's like man like this is really starting to really starting to hit me you know i think it's interesting because we talked about this in our one of our last episodes where we said that it's really important to have culture to remain rooted and to you know remain close to your heritage and like to your family life and everything so it's like the fact that you leave your culture to come into this white dominated workforce and then you kind of lose yourself right and i feel like like i'm really blessed to be in a environment a work environment for my student teaching where there's a lot of pocs it's not just white people you know i work in the city in new york city so it's very diverse there's a lot of hispanics there's a lot of um white people there's some brown people you know so it's it's diverse but i still feel like it is still more of a white dominant dominant space i feel like i have to like be fake and white to like hold a conversation yeah and i i, I don't think this is necessarily anything with the race specifically but it's like the conversations are so bland it's like oh what did you do this weekend yeah. what's your favorite tv show you know, there's nothing like too too more than the surface. I think that's specifically just for work. I feel like you can't really be yourself at work and that's code switching. You know, you code switch with your friends and then you code switch when you're in class or when you're at school, whatever it is. And I think that not only is it that you have to act white to kind of fit into your workforce, but it's also like they won't understand your perspective because of your skin color and your culture you know it's like i can't be like oh i went to go watch this bollywood movie with my friends yesterday and then we had fusca because they don't understand what fusca some brown people don't even know what fusca <laughs> is funny <laughs> puri but it's like you can't get to that level you know it's very surface level and it's very frustrating especially if you work a nine to five or if you work full time because a whole chunk of your day and your life is in this workforce and it can feel so suffocating and just 
it's like literally taking your whole identity out of you i think it's crazy i think it's like you know for like for like white parents and for example brown parents you know both of their aspirations for their kids are the same thing you know to get a good job to be stable to make good money both have the same kind of aspirations and motives for their kids but i feel like it's coming from two very different you know places where from the white family it's coming from a place where like you know it's just kind of passed down like everybody's like their mom's already doing it their mom already works for office job and it's just kind of like normal for like the next person in the family to do it and so like there's no like risk like there's no fear there's no like whereas like the brown parent they immigrated across the ocean across the world for you to get a normal job and now they Mm -hmm. like there's like something innate inside of that brown kid that's like that's just like fundamentally different than that white kid because from the white family it's coming out of just like normality but from like the brown parents coming out from like a hustler's mentality and i feel like just the way that those two kids will carry themselves throughout their school life throughout college it's it's just incomparable and that's why like the white people will always feel like they get it because it looks like they're doing the same thing but the brown kid knows that it's coming from two different places and it's just it it's hard to really get a white person to understand how different this lifestyle is and it also feels kind of selfish sometimes to be complaining about these minuscule things because like what you said your parents did immigrate from so far away and it's a blessing to even have a job or a full-time job working in your amazing office workplace or wherever you work and have this paying high paying job and it is a privilege to be complaining about it but at the end of the day they did make all these sacrifices for us to you know have that ability to kind of question our our circumstances so that's my takeaway from it but i also think that like a big part of of being in these workplaces that are white dominated or not poc dominated is that you have imposter syndrome Mm. do you want to pull up up the definition of imposter syndrome do not think i know what it is what do you think I? no 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 i know we know what it is but just in case anyone else doesn't know okay 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 okay. come on one second one second i thought you were calling me a a stupido no that's not me you silly goose what the hell you call me Imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. Feeling like a fraud in the in your own workplace. So mm. I have a few like what? few instances like with what? this. Let me tell you. Tell me. I'm listening. All right. It's so your n- podcast. So number, so number one. I don't know if this is a race thing specifically, but I am young, right? I'm 23 years old and I am a student teacher working in a school and i feel like sometimes i'm also an artist if you guys didn't know i feel like sometimes i don't belong in the school Mm -hmm. and i don't belong in the classroom because people see me as a younger person whereas that means i'm lesser than them and i'm less experienced than them and this can also correlate with how i dress sometimes you know sometimes i really be out there just just wearing my space buns, wearing my cargo pants, right. wearing my t-shirts, yeah. just 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 dressing like vibing. a first grader at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> just vibing. So I, I get it, right? But at the end of the day, I really feel like I don't belong, even though I work my ass off. I literally work my ass off. Like the other day, someone commented and DM me saying like, damn, like I've been watching your videos and you're literally an artist, a student you're a small business owner you're a content creator you're a a student teacher podcast like all these different things and and once once she like put it into words i was like oh shit like yeah i am damn like i never realized that i'm doing that many things so what, what i'm saying is like i work my ass off and it's the fact that i still feel like i don't belong in certain places because of my skin color or because of my age or because of my gender whatever it is and it's crazy like sometimes i'll be walking in the hallways and it's like these teachers or like these staff members feel like they're above me 
they don't even say hi to me even though i say hi yeah and it's like who do you think you are yeah you know like i'm literally working so hard for you to act like i don't even exist and it's crazy like you feel like you have to be loud and dominant and like overpowering everyone to feel like you're in control and for people to take you seriously and i don't want to be like that no i mean before your next one i i just think it's so crazy how like like why aren't elementary school teachers like predominantly younger people i feel like it just makes sense like i like when i walk because when when you say that i think about me walking around in my office and i don't feel like that you know i i work with a lot of people in their later 20s and early 30s it is predominantly younger people really my school consists of a lot of younger people so like in their early 30s or like whatever because i'm just 20s 30s i'm just wondering like i don't feel like that you know so like why do you feel like is it because your age is it because you're the only brown person in there because like i I don't the only brown person but i feel i definitely feel like student teachers specifically have a lesser status than like so it's just actual teachers it could be my role but i also think there's something with my age Mm -hmm. and also just like the way i dress and the way i look specifically so yeah i've always had this imposter syndrome and it's not very welcoming at all it doesn't make me feel good about going to school in the morning you know it's like i'm going out of my way to like be nice and introduce myself and like say hi and it's like you're not gonna even acknowledge it yeah it's not gonna make me feel good you know yeah and it just ruins your whole mood for the whole day it's like you can't perform to your abilities because you see yourself as this lesser person because everyone else sees you like that you know but i've i've done a good job at at like masking it and getting over it because at the end of the day this job does not define me and it's like i'm only there for six hours a day and after that like i know where i stand with everyone else you know i know who i am as a person you know i think i felt like that in my last role because it was a very Mm entry-level role so i think that relates a little bit more to being a student teacher but where i am now you know it's not entry level so i definitely feel like a little bit like quote-unquote powerful like in the the office so maybe that's why maybe like when you're a teacher i'm pretty sure like you won't you won't feel like that at all um you'll feel like on top of the world but yeah go ahead but but i had another example as you guys know i'm also an artist i'm a small business owner hold on all of that three thousand on youtube right twenty three thousand on instagram how many on tiktok I don't know. Almost 15,000 on TikTok. I count it. It's okay. How does he remember? I was um, wrong with we're you. We're about to get 1,500 on, on, on Difficult Dish, our dear Difficulters. Follow us. <laughs> Stop calling them that. Follow us on Difficult Dish if you haven't already. <laughs> this is literally the worst time. Go ahead. <laughs> but anyway, as you guys know, I'm an artist and a small business owner. And sometimes I feel like I don't belong in the space just because there aren't that many South Asian women and people in the space. So this isn't about POCs versus white people. Well, actually it might be, but I feel like there are a lot of white people in the art space and in the business space because they didn't really have the expectations that POCs had where like, you know, they had to give up their dreams to provide for their parents and choose what their parents wanted for them. I feel like white people are obviously generalizing, but for the most part, A lot of them have the free will to kind of just do whatever they want, whether it's business, art, whatever it is. So I feel like when I did enter the business and the art realm, I didn't feel like I belonged because I didn't see anyone else like me there really. And so I didn't have anyone to lean on. And then even now that I'm there, I feel like I have to work extra, extra, extra hard to prove myself to myself and to my parents, you know, and to everyone else that's supporting me or like seeing me. And it's just such a weird feeling because it's like, again, I know how hard I work, but at the end of the day, I just feel like I have to do more Mm. to prove myself. And it's like, when is that going to be enough? You know, yeah, it's it's so weird. I saw this TikTok where like I didn't relate to it, but I was (laughs) I was no, I was I was hearing out what they were saying. Cause it did make sense. It was just like this brown girl was saying how like, you know, when it comes to dating people of color, you'll only date a person of color if they're like really good looking. But like when it's a white oh, person, you like, I saw that. you like, 
you'll you'll let it go if they're just like average. And I thought about it and like that doesn't relate to me, but like I definitely know people like that and it makes sense. And like the way she said it was just really crazy. Cause cause it is true. I mean, like if if you're listening, like I don't know if that's the way you think, but I feel like that that can kind of be correlated into like a lot of things other than dating, where it's like you'll only be taken seriously if you're really, really, really good. You know, and you won't be taken yeah. seriously if you're just kinda like, okay. You know what? I made a lot of TikTok videos about this, but it's the fact that there are so many white people who literally get praised and get success for doing mediocre things. Yeah. But then brown people, when they try even doing anything similar to that, they don't get the praise for it. And it's like they have to really exceed everyone's expectations and just like soar for the moon to get even any acknowledgement. Yeah. And it's just so crazy how it is a race thing, you know, like we've been conditioned to praise white people and just give anyone a platform just because they're white. But like if a brown person does it and is hustling, it doesn't really count to the same extent, you know? I think the the most annoying part for me, at least, is the fact that like I could be doing the same thing as a, as a white person and I just hate that they'll be put on the same scale. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm a poet. If there's a white person who's a poet, we're both considered poets. But my poetry, I mean, I'm obviously generalizing to who this white person is. But I'm not generalizing in saying that, like, when it comes to subject matter for, like, the arts by POC, it is 99% of the time a lot deeper and has a lot more weight to it than than white people's art. Cause I feel like, like there there's just layer there are layers in in culture, and like white people don't make art about their culture. They make art about like their their inspiration, their surroundings, their environment, whatever. But I feel like art pertaining to culture and traditions, and and things that are passed down just have so much more meaning to them. But at the end of the day, I'm always gonna be put on the same pedestal as somebody who is like that and and like i was talking to this about my with my friend imran the other day of how like you know i'm sure you feel like this too where it's like right now like we're in nice apartments in in nice cities and and we both like make good income and and like we have nice things and we both dress well and we both make nice art and it's the fact that like we're only judged like we'll only be seen on like what we're doing right now and like the journey is not taken into consideration oh my god where yeah. it's like there will be a white person who's doing the exact same thing as me and it's the fact that like now i'm his twin now i'm the same person. Mm-hmm. like no like i don't care about what i have right now what i want you to see is what i've been doing for the last five years to yeah. get here and it's the fact yeah. that like these white people will have the same job have the same degree have the same everything but they won't have yeah. the same journey. And I wish there was a way to be like, And it's, it's the fact that there are so many POCs that have to work so much harder to get to the point where they are. It's like you have to really get much better scores than other white people to compete in the job force. You know, you have to literally just put yourself out there so much more than white people. Because honestly speaking, like white people have it so much easier. And a lot of people see these brown people who are in the same workforces as white people and they're good jobs and they're like oh like they they didn't work as hard or like they had daddy's mom money or like something they just ex- think that it just happened out of thin air you know when in reality they probably worked harder for the most part and it's just it's crazy like and it's a lot of brown people honestly coming at other brown people without knowing the full story or like just being an auntie and just being comparative you know and judgmental that's like my whole goal with this pop-up like i really don't care to be like oh i wrote a poetry book what i really want to illustrate in this pop-up is my journey and my story of Mm -hmm. the last five years that's what i care about i don't care about showing you the final product i don't care about showing you my apartment now i just want you to understand like my work ethic and my hustle mentality of how i've come here you know and I think, yeah, I think that's the point of our podcast and, like, everything that we do. It's it's not the end goal. It's more about how we got there and, like, showing you the whole process and to sh- not gatekeep our 
resources and like the way we got to things but to actually like share it to help you guys and share our knowledge yeah but i don't i just want to add um did you ever like get mistaken for another brown person in the work <laughs> field <laughs> yeah of why, why is he laughing no okay oh. that was a perfect transition because i was literally about to be like let's stop being serious and let's just be goofy goobers for the rest of the episode and that's a perfect <laughs> transition so okay so after i graduated high school um i started working at this coffee shop in winter park which is a nice neighborhood in orlando all white people they're all doctors all all cool all got money all very privileged right mm. so i went to this coffee shop it's me and a bunch of white people and one other brown person just named them imran my boy if imran if you're listening i love you we love you imran me and i me and imran were the two brown people in winter park <laughs> in this whole like neighborhood right. of orlando whereas like we would take there would be mornings where like him and i opened the bar together and like it was just me and him behind the bar and the bar was packed with just white people and we would just take selfies together <laughs> like <laughs> look, <laughs> look at us and yeah the, imran is 6'3 <laughs> imran is 6'3 with tattoos why am i being mistaken with him literally people would mistake me all the time with imran he is six inches taller than me you guys look significant significant oh, significantly <laughs> different yeah not to not to kelly and rachel and karen They're the same to them, um, I have today. No. To them, my my skin is my skin color is beautiful. My skin color, my name's so ethnic. <laughs> I got ethnic exotic. name. I got an exotic name. You ever got that roasted almond honey? You ever been called exotic? Never. Wow, you ain't lived. <laughs> I have a friend who is brown. She's Guyanese. Shout out to you, girly. And she gets mistaken for another teacher in the school. <laughs> who is also brown but she's not like Guyanese. she's not south asian i think she's like hispanic or something and it's like the fact that they see two brown people like okay there might be some similar features but it's also like have you never seen a brown person before and it's the fact that these white people think that they like they categorize every single brown person into one brown image that they think of in their head and they just assume that every single person is the same thing mm -hmm. like literally like i mentioned this in a previous episode but this woman had the audacity a substitute teacher had the audacity to come to me in the teacher's lounge and then call me like be so shocked that i was bangladeshi because i don't look like the other bangladeshi girls i'm mad that you didn't say something i'm still mad about it and i'll if i see her i'll square up but that's just another example on how it's like when you are in the workforce you're kind of just meshed in with everyone else, right? And I also saw this comment from one of our um, supporters saying that they are like the token brown person in the in the workforce mm -hmm. where it's like all the brown related stuff is like sent to them, mm -hmm. you know? And like they kind of see you as like that one brown person in the office and they just expect you to make just like brown related jokes or like yeah. do only the brown related things, you know? Yeah. And like I remember even you, you were like designated to be like the um asian american like leader or something was that just because you were brown or is that because like for, for they genuinely thought for, for yeah didn't you lead like a group for asian americans no it was it was the bipod group it was it was oh, yeah. all color people but i mean that's that's i mean that's good i'm, I'm glad that companies have bipod communities that's definitely important yeah. um and so I, I wasn't i'm not mad about that but i've definitely always been like the the one brown person around like my whole life honestly mm -hmm. i've literally just maybe not so much in high school i had like like my my friend at the time it was like me and him that's it okay so moving on um now we are doing our instagram questions as you guys know um before every episode tell you guys the topics we ask you guys for your insight your thoughts your feedback your whatever you want to say you already know the drill if you're an og uh, if you're not following us on Instagram, first of all, uh, stop listening to this right now. And second of all, <laughs> Shame on follow you. us on Instagram. It's ad difficult. It's just that. It's ad difficult. If you would like, you, we're not forcing you. <laughs> no, we are. What does PWI stand for? I've been seeing it a lot. PWI? Yeah, like I go to a PWI. Um, um, 
Powerful Women Institution. No. Okay. All right. Now we got to search it up. Okay. <laughs> Powerful <laughs> Women Institution. <laughs> I'm never asking you anything again. Um, oh, predominantly white institution. Uh, I was close. So I was close. No, you weren't. I've had a long Powerful day. To- woman guys, I've had a long day today. Um, All right. So PWI Mondays are predominantly Mondays white. are pretty Why long days for talking? me. <laughs> Mondays, I start working at seven and then I get off at two. Just so I can get to class at three, and I get home at nine. It's my Mondays. Yeah, cause my Mondays are a walk in the park. Huh? You know how many lesson plans I made today? How many? More than your life. All right. So PWI. <laughs> okay, continue. PWI stands for predominantly white institutions. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the first one. So someone said, when there's less than one poc in a white dominated workplace there's a competition to see who can be the whitest of the lot and then tensions and hatred arise between the poc how you feel about that i mean i've always known it was a thing and like i'm definitely victim to this of like you know when we saw when we used to see like a brown person or a black person like talking professionally you'd be like oh you're whitewashed like oh you like know why are you being so white and you know like part of it is like it's funny it's a joke but it's also like it's crazy that like we associate professionalism with being white when you know like i I don't know that's that's crazy and i say it all the time because i'm joking but i'm trying to stop because it is actually pretty messed up that the fact that like we can't associate like you know try and be like ghetto or be be hood is is like associated with like being black and like mm-hmm. and being professional and and well prop when well spoken and prim and proper is being white it's so messed up you know and i feel like you're in like a lingo you know you can't really be brown you also can't be white without feeling like you're not actually white and feeling like you're an imposter so it's like what do you be you that's know? literally why like- bro i've stopped trying to be white when i was working at coffee shops i was like for the beginning i didn't give it i didn't give shit and then a little bit i was trying real hard to be white when i was working at like my marketing agencies i was trying real hard you know what's crazy this is gonna jingle your bells (laughs) you know how i'm really adamant on print on like introducing myself as mua yeah i still introduce myself as mo to my white coworkers. for what you didn't know that, did you? No. You didn't know that. For what? I introduced myself as Mo to all of my co-teachers. Why did you do that? To literally make it easier for them and to make the workplace more, much more easier. Less tension. Sh- Stop Isn't doing that. Isn't that crazy? Stop doing that. Oh, no, no, I am. But it's the fact that like I introduced myself as that in the beginning of the year. And now it's like I can't go back really. But it's like my name. Like I literally shortened my name to make sure that these white people feel more at home isn't that wild that's wild we're not doing me. that 2022 i go to a coffee we're not shop doing that i go no to a more. coffee shop they say what's your name i say mashin they say hi i say m a s h n u n that's right what was that that's how do you say right. that mash noon how do you spell m a s h n u n that's right what's the next is question? there a short name for that nope mash noon no mash noon no mash mash noon all right, so someone said it can be isolating at times, especially when people don't acknowledge microaggressions. You ever heard any microaggressions at work? Like what? No, I'm asking if that's, you did. Oh, uh, no, that's a big word. I don't know what that means. Microaggressions are backhanded compliments or small forms of racism. I, well, first off, I dare somebody to say something to me. I'll get no. I'll, that's the thing. It's like a backhanded compliment. So like, even people mistaking you for another brown person is a microaggression. Uh, yeah. Um. So it can be a backhanded compliment. It can just I mean, be like, oh, your your English is so literate for a brown person. You I know, mean, whatever. I mean, is. like, you know, this is kind of hard to explain, but I feel like when I was growing up, since I was around so many colored people, you know, I've talked about this before. I didn't really identify with being a brown person i was just like okay i'm just another colored person in this colored environment then when i started Mm -hmm. being around white people you know like 
it didn't it, it hadn't caught up yet you know so when i was when i might have been getting a lot of these microaggressions from like all the white women getting coffee like it hadn't ca- like i didn't realize what they were doing yet you know i i was just oblivious to all of this like i was oblivious to like racism like it, it's crazy to think about but like i didn't grow up with any white people to where like i didn't understand white tendencies i didn't understand white people like giving backhanded compliments to colored people because i just wasn't around white people so like honestly it probably happened a lot but i i just didn't even realize it you know but i mean that that's Mm -hmm. me like i've i've just had a weird journey what about you no, I mean, like what I said before, I've had like blatant forms of racism, like that woman just saying that I look so modern to be Bangladeshi and her just having this backwards mentality about what Bangladeshi people are supposed to look like and just being mistaken for other people and, you know, just like things like that. And I definitely have experienced a lot more outside of work and at school and different places that I just can't really think of right now. But it's really paralyzing when you get these comments on the daily because it's like these people have this image of brown people or your ethnicity in their head and they compliment you in a way where it's actually insulting and it makes you feel lesser, you know? So it's like, it's really just emphasizing how left out you feel in the workplace. And honestly, at the end of the day, you have to speak up, you know? Like, it's not right for you, for them to be talking to you like that. right? And to be generalizing all POCs in the way that they're talking about. Right. All right. So I found this really nice response that I found really interesting. And they said, I work in a predominantly white male space and it's hard to even make friends there because I don't drink beer or am not interested in white people games or sports. That's a big one. Listen, listen, if you wrote that and you're listening, I promise you, you're living my life because that's exactly yep. that's exactly what my office is looking like yeah i s- listen you know I what's crazy it. so many offices literally just have drinks now like they just drink while no, they're I mean, working that's i feel like that's always just kind of been normal like the drinking part no yeah i guess but it's like the fact that if you don't participate in those things you're not cool and it's like you're not engaging with them outside of work and you know like it's just like putting you deeper in a hole it's uh, you know half of it is the drinking and then the other half is just like kind of relating with them yeah like i i say it all the time of how like all they talk about is is like the sopranos and the office and the bachelor (laughs) and different tv shows and it's like the second i bring up anything (laughs) like it's just crickets like nobody gets anything i'm not even talking about like brown people stuff i'm talking about rap music i'm talking about like basketball i'm talking about just anything and it's like i i get it and you know like i i don't you know i don't even really have advice for it because i'm still trying to find out like figure out what my balance is at the same time i think so far i've come to understand that you know you can definitely find middle grounds with anybody for example, I have these two coworkers who like their general interests are nothing like mine, but they both really mm-hmm. like coffee. We like diff- very different types of coffee. You know, I like like dark bitter coffee. They like really sweet coffee, but we still go get coffee in the morning. And it's still like a fun time and something to like bond over even though it's something like we both like very different ends of it. I feel like yeah. you can kind of find middle ground with kind of anybody. Even even the people who I feel like are the most opposite than me. I like for him, one of my coworkers, we both really like food, even though we like different types of food. We both really like food. So like, we'll honestly, go you're better than together. me because I cannot do small talk and I cannot relate to people that I have no, I mean, it's, to. it's, I'm not, I'm doing this because I kind of have to, you know, I, I can't, yeah. uh, like I'm not allowed to just shut off from everybody and not talk to anybody. I mm-hmm. have to find real, like relatability with every single person. And I think it's really taught me no matter how different somebody is. And I promise you, like if you're in your workplace, if you're working with a ton of people that are nothing like you, I promise you can find something that you can talk about together, whether it's like two it's so- en- different ends of something, you could still find something. It's so crazy how, like, there's so many workforces now, 
not even like alcohol or like anything like that but it's like if they invite you out and you keep saying no because like first of all you you don't drink or it's like you don't you can't hang out because you have cultural values where you have to go home or like whatever it is like maybe you have to go home and take care of your parents and it's like if you continuously say no first of all they're gonna stop inviting you to places second of all it's gonna look like you're a debbie downer and it's like you're ruining the mood so it's like these people are not understanding the cultural values you know they're not understanding that you can't drink or it's like you have to be at home and it's like their culture is okay like we're gonna go get a drink after work and that's how we live our friday nights you know and it's like you can't relate to someone that doesn't have that same like expectation as you and it's so hard to like get to know someone outside of work and get to like have a comfortable work environment because like you just can't have that middle ground you know you're not even able to go outside and enjoy the same things like my one of my close friends works in a really big corporate office in the city and she doesn't drink and all of her coworkers are going out for happy hour or like drinking on the clock at work and she just feels so left out because she can't relate to that you know and even deeper than that like any cultural values she can't relate to anyone but i i think um one thing that i've really realized and this is important um because i'm the type of person to always say no in my office they go out to eat lunch every single day I don't go 95% of the time with them. Um, and so so I get it. You know, I'm one of the people that always says no. But with, you, but with you always saying no, the one time that you bring something up, they're going to take it serious, you know, because they realize mm-hmm. that, you know, oh, you say no to everything. So if you say you want to do this one thing, it has more weight behind it. For example, like, I never go out to lunch with them, but this one day I was like, yo, like next time in the office, like I really want us to go to this like place for lunch. And they all listened mm-hmm. to me because they were like, oh, Masha never comes to lunch. If he's saying, let's go here, let's go here. They all, we all went, we took the car out at lunch. We all went to this one place. All sat on this one table it was like eight of us together and they all loved their food and we all had a really great time. And now they like, I don't know. I feel like, like I, I, I got to disagree with that because what? like. I feel like if you continuously say no and you view yourself as a Debbie Downer and like everyone else is not wanting to really invite you anymore, I feel like you end up being kind of submissive and quiet in the workforce. And it's like you don't even have that voice to speak up and just like, you know, volunteer different places to go out to because you already feel like you can't really make a dent or a difference. All right, but it's just it's the way that you say no. Like, are you saying no, like for, in like a timid sense where you're just kind of scared to go? Or are you being like, no, nah, like I'm not feeling it. Like I, I brought lunch today. Like, oh, I'm going to work on something else. Like, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. like what in what way are you saying no? Are you actually just not interested in hanging out with anybody and you don't even care to hang out with them? Then, OK, like that's just, that's a whole other issue. You know, but mm-hmm. I say no because I got to make a post for the podcast. I got to work on a homework assignment. I got to catch up on emails, not because I don't want to hang out with them. I'm just busy, you know, so mm. I, I get what you're saying. It just comes. It, it, it depends on where you're coming from, you know, but but that's yeah. that's a big um, advice point that I have even outside the workplace. You know, if you feel like you're someone that, that says no a lot when you when it's time to do something that you want to do, make sure that you have some weight behind it, because I think people are going to listen to you if you make it worth listening to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think that's all yeah. we have for our responses today. We got a lot, but we just wanted to focus on strictly three. You know how we do. Three them. Three them things. But thank you so much for listening. You got any 30 second advice? Ah, we're 30 seconds now. No, I said three. Three seconds. What the hell can I say in three <laughs> seconds? go eat some french fries that's my three seconds no i think my advice is just to like my my whole general thought for this episode is like it's so important to be around people that celebrate the same culture that you do you know it doesn't even have to be in the sense of like our brown culture just like the type of lifestyle that you are comfortable with living surround yourself with those types of people because it, it's just comfortable it, it makes you happier at the end of the day we're just trying to be happy i wish i was surrounded by more people like me unfortunately i don't have them right now but 
I'm always like eager and looking forward to being being with people who have the same kind of substance that I that I do because it just kind of brings you peace it makes you feel like home and that, you know that's just kind of what we're all trying to do anyway so always surround yourself yeah. with like-minded people that's a good one buddy yeah you know me I got something on the same on the same side of the leaf <laughs> <laughs> so mine is that if you aren't able to find people at work that are like you and you can't relate to anyone, because honestly speaking, I cannot really relate to anyone yeah. at work. And it's it's like literally I'm walking through work sometimes for six, seven hours a day like a robot because I'm not interacting with any adults that are like me. For the most part, I do have some. And like my highlight is just my first graders that I relate to, which is crazy. Yeah. So... If work is taking up such a big chunk of your day, find those like-minded people after work that can kind of relate to you and get your mind off of all of that negativity sometimes. So like what you said, it's it's literally just finding people that are like you and spending that time with them after work whenever you have free time and not just dictating your whole life around work with just negativity, you know? This woman said the exact same thing as me. Did I? It's okay though. Who said it better? Leave a comment below. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, do, right, do you guys, guys. like this podcast? <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, sometimes we're just speaking and we forget that actually people listen to us. Like, if you guys like our podcast. Do you feel like that sometimes? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Like, sometimes I'll listen to a different podcast and I'm like, damn. Like, I'm really just, like, following this person's life and just hearing their words for multiple hours a week. Mm. And it's the fact that people do that with ours. It's crazy. Yeah. You, and like you guys remember things that we've said like months ago. It's wild. I don't remember I don't shit. Know. I feel blessed. Yeah. But anyway, thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Difficultish. Make sure to follow us at Difficultish. Make sure to come to my Monir. podcast. If you're listening to Your this, podcast. <laughs> it's already passed. But you said podcast. Oh, my pop-up. I'm Make sure to go I'm to tired. his pop-up. Come to my podcast. Make sure to follow him, Mashinu Munir. Make sure to follow me, Labyrinth Ave. And we haven't gotten a lot of ratings on our Apple podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the holdup is, but if you if you have an Apple Mac laptop, there is a <laughs> Apple, Apple podcast. <laughs> you couldn't just say Mac. Podcast app on the bottom. You couldn't just say Mac. Just leave a review. You said just Apple Mac laptop. I want to read your comment. Apple I just read some Mac reviews. laptop. That's enough. That's Do you enough. Have an Apple me. Mac laptop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, only you had a long Monday, huh? Uh, me too. And then if you have an iPhone, the podcast. They app get is it. Also on your they iPhone. get it. They understand. On top of that, if you want to leave a review on Spotify, they're gonna they hate us that. now. They hate us now. <laughs> <laughs> they're giving us a point. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We Good love office. you. We'll see you guys Good next office. week. I love this. Good office.